Hi, hello, how are you, sunshine? Welcome to the Waves of Joy podcast. My name is Shauna Diddle. I am a small town girl from upstate New York. I'm a diagnostic medical sonographer, a certified personal trainer, digestive health specialist, six-figure entrepreneur, future functional medicine doctor, and conscious joy spreader. I am obsessed with helping you navigate the undercurrents of life. The time we spend together will teach you how to live simply, leave the mundane, travel the world, demystify happiness, and radiate joy. So get ready to massively uplevel your life starting today. Proximity to death wakes us up. Death dispels the most potent illusion about life, that it belongs to us, and that we have all the time we need to arrange it the way we want. But in many ways, it's a gift that our life is limited and impermanent. We hold it more dear because this is so. At least I hope you do. You know, in the past couple of weeks, I've lost four people. Two of them I was fairly close to, one of them being my uncle. The other two, through friends of friends, just happenstance. And fortunately enough, I haven't lost anybody in my life in a long time. People, Somebody close to me. I lost my grandma in 2013, and that took me years to work through because I didn't understand a lot of what I do now when it comes to death. It is the people that we leave behind that truly, truly struggle. And it's interesting because no matter how much we struggle, we still are here living on this earth, taking our moments and our days for granted, and I just don't understand it. There was a Japanese Zen master that said, die while you are alive and be absolutely dead. Then do whatever you want. It's all good. Because if we know we will die, then we will know we are alive. And if you've never lost somebody, you may be shrugging your shoulders like, I just don't get it, Shauna. And that's okay. This is not going to be some somber episode about death. It's going to be hopefully an awakening. So the title of this episode is A Letter to Me. And this came from the Brad Paisley song, Letter to Me. I think that's the name of it. I heard it this morning on my way home from yoga. And he talks about how what he told his 17-year-old self and his 25-year-old self and throughout the years of his life, none of that was true. And if he could go back And tell the younger version of him that, you know, the breakups aren't going to be the end of you. That you could live life so differently. But the beauty of growing older is realizing that you have a choice to show up in your life. You have a choice to not let things that happen around you and for you, you have a choice to let them not make you crumble. We fall to our knees And we pray when times are really hard or things aren't going our way, or we found out, you know, the diagnosis that we didn't want. What if we got down on our knees and prayed or meditated or, I don't know, held the door for a stranger when before we got this news, before we thought that maybe death was closer than we imagined? Now, one of the people in my life that I recently lost was 28 years old. I have met her a few times in person. We had a lot of business conversations, but most importantly, she was with somebody very close to me. 
And this person has changed my life in numerous ways as just a really close friend, as a coach, as a human. He's a good, good fucking person. And he said something to me that resonated with me. And he said, Shauna, if I could marry her tomorrow, I would. And something that I know about him is he holds back. A lot of guys do. A lot of people do. Holds back on feelings. Maybe there's something better out there. Maybe the grass is greener on the other side, whether it be with the job or the relationship. But it's too late. She was needed for something so much bigger than we could ever imagine. But the fact that I'm struggling with this so much, it's been a rough week of processing. And I think why I'm struggling so much is because she, I saw a lot of me in her and her in me. And without even being close friends, we just had this like, this sunshine between us, this vibe, right? Trying to do good in the world, trying to be positive, trying to give back. No matter what shit we were going through, we were trying to show up for other people. Helping women balance their hormones, helping women gain a better relationship with food, manage stress, all these things, right? Our our businesses were very similar. And so... I was talking to Cam when we were taking a walk the other day and I was like, you know, I'm struggling with this, I think, because there are so many bad people in this world. And I'm using air quotes for bad as in like, they do bad. They hurt others. They don't give back. Why did he take someone so good? And the truth is, you never know. Knowing that your life is limited and impermanent should make you wake up today. Make the change today. Invest in your health. Invest in a healthy relationship. Invest in a therapist. Whatever it is you need. We are so focused on shit that doesn't matter. This young woman passed away. Does anybody care if she was driving a Range Rover? If she had a million dollars in her bank or if she was in $10 million of credit card debt? No, none of that matters. You need to be fully alive. And all of this came together when I listened to a sermon by Pastor Stephen Furtick on Sunday, and I only caught part of it. But it resonated with me because it was about having a 15-minute plan and not a 15-year plan. And no matter how old you are, I think this is relevant. Everything has to start with how you see it. And if you see your life as limited, because ultimately, you guys, it is. It's a short period of time that we're here. Whether it be 28 years or 78, it's still going to go by fast. Hold it closer to your heart and make the change. Tell people how you feel. Be a better listener. Be a better friend. So where am I going with all this? Well, I thought, hmm. What did I tell myself at 17 or 21 or 25 or even 30? Just turned 33. A lot of things that aren't true. That's what I told myself. So if I could go back, I would tell my 17-year-old self that even after being with somebody for eight or nine years, my middle school sweetheart, that I would find somebody eventually to love me on a different level. I never thought I would be loved the way he loved me. I call it young love now. 
there are definitely people who stay together, high school sweethearts. And he's a good person. And to this day, when we talk, he he will tell me, he's like, man, I screwed up, Shauna. I screwed up. I'm like, no, you didn't. You didn't. You did you. I did me. And I'm so happy for you. So I would tell myself that a breakup isn't going to break me because I thought it would. I went through another breakup at the end of ultrasound school. I thought I was going to marry this guy, but really I was going to chase after him because he was going to be a doctor and I was just going to follow him around and I don't know, be a housewife or something. I wasn't going to chase my dreams. Again, I would tell myself that relationships, when they fall apart, they're meant to fall apart. Let them fall apart. Feel all your feelings, but don't dwell on it. I realize after going through multiple breakups that I was relying heavily on other people for my happiness. We have a hard time looking in the mirror and acknowledging what we need to work on. Whoever it is in your life should not complete you ever. They should compliment you. And I don't care if you've been with your person for five years or five months. They will be unable to love you to their fullest and you to your fullest, vice versa, until you both love yourselves wholly, fully, 100%. Are there things about ourselves that we wish we could change or we can change and we need to work on them? For sure. Love the imperfections of your partner and yourself and see how your life changes. Realize Every day, it's choice. You have a choice to go to work. You have a choice to feed your children. You have a cho- well, you, you need to feel, feed your children, you go to jail, but it's still a choice, right? We, some parents choose not to. You have a choice to choose your spouse. You have a choice to answer the Instagram message that's threatening your relationship. You have a choice. And you also have a choice to realize that at any moment, you could take your last breath. The funny thing about death is like, I talk about it a lot. If you look back at my podcasts, I don't ever treat it like it's some morbid thing. It is part of life. Kind of like birth is so beautiful. So is death. It's a new beginning. And whatever that means for you, so be it. I'm not here to judge you. I'm just trying to create this mindful awareness that you can bring to your everyday life. So not only was the death of these people close to me, an awakening. But then when Stephen Furtick talked about 15 minutes versus a 15-year plan, I then went into yoga yesterday and he had us do handstands. And you know what he said? He said, we need to do handstands and we need to invert more because we need to gain a new perspective. All of this simultaneously comes together to tell me that We get stuck in what we tell ourselves. We get stuck in how we see things. Tilt your head to the left. Tilt your head to the right. Do something different to see something in a different way. So think back to those years where you thought the heartbreak would break you. When you thought you needed to do four hours of cardio because nobody would love you if you weren't a size zero. The anxiety and the depression that came from trauma you had as a child. It does not define you. It is something you need to work through. And nobody can do that for you. Where did you find purpose and meaning at age 21 versus age 31? 
These are bold questions you have to ask yourself. But it starts with realizing that these are fleeting moments and fleeting days and nothing can bring this back. I heard another thing this week. It was a podcast. Life is a one-way street. You can't go backwards. You can't. There's, it's only forward. That's it. So like right now I'm recording this. I can never get this moment back, this, this second back. So you know what? I'm drinking a glass of wine from Italy. Mm-hmm. Oh. Wow. I'm not a big white wine drinker, but if it's dry and it's the middle of the summer, mm, honey, sign me up. Okay? Okay. But really, today... I'm going to write a letter to me, an actual letter to me. And you know why? Because this is a pivotal moment in my life. I started medical school today. I started the first day of a four to five year program, depending on my track by year two. If I want to get my master's as well as my doctorate, it will be a five-year program. That is my goal. But again, moment by moment, I'm not trying to plan anything. So I'm going to write a letter to myself, advice to keep me grounded. But before I did that, I had a student reach out to me today, and she's a graduate of my program. So she is a naturopathic doctor that just graduated from the same program as me, same school, two weeks ago. She gets on the phone, and I'm huge on energy, right? She has great energy. I was like, oh, this is going to be good. Now, I've talked to a few students. They reach out to you. They're mentors. It's amazing. I never say no to a phone call with a student or with a prior student because the the level of advice they could give you or just anything, any kind of, oh, um, not even advice, just any kind of, I don't know what I'm trying to say, but like everybody has a different outlook, right? Perspective, a new perspective, any kind of perspective for me is valuable and I can take it or leave it. So she told me to stay grounded and remember and this is something I've reminded myself, nobody asks a doctor, what did you get in pharmacology class? Nobody cares about your grade. Now, I'm not saying I'm just trying to pass, but I'm also not trying to be some type A psycho in medical school where I have no life at all. I have a relationship I care about that comes first. We've had some tough conversations about what this program is going to entail and and I know we're going to have some tough days, but I fully trust that he knows where he stands in my life. This is important because when I applied for this program, I did not have a significant other. So I, she's talking, we're talking, and I said, you know, it's funny you say this about staying grounded and not like comparing yourself and just remember your why when things get really, really tough. Because I was in class today, my first class, integrated structure and function, and it's histology, embryology, and microbiology in one course nine credits, eight weeks, literally every other week we have a test, an exam. Okay. You cannot get behind. There's no such thing as that. And I'm like, oh my God, my eyes are bulging out of my head day one. Right. But there was a girl and she kept speaking up. She kept answering everything. And old Shauna would have been, oh my God, imposter syndrome. Like, why don't I know this? Like the way she knows it. But instead I sat back and I said, Maybe that's the way she learns. She's got to answer everything. Maybe that's her way. There's always one. Okay. (laughs) I realized this in organic chemistry and biochemistry and all the classes I've taken. And it used to bother me and it doesn't anymore. Instead of saying to myself, like, why can't, why don't I know that yet? Or why didn't I speak up? Maybe she just graduated from undergrad. All of this stuff is fresh in her mind. 
Y'all, I've been out for 10 years. There are people in this in this program ranging from 19 to age 73. Comparison is the thief of joy, and I'm going to enjoy every moment of how hard this program is. I need to be challenged. I love ultrasound, don't get me wrong, but I have reached a plateau and I have been there for a while now. So I really am excited and also um, terrified of how I'm going to go about this program. I just need to learn how I'm going to study, learn how to manage things, right? And she was like, it's going to take about three quarters for you to feel like you're comfortable in everything, like, and, and you have a flow of a routine and stuff. I was like, okay, cool. So where I'm going with this is staying grounded in who you are, even when the world around you seems like, I don't know, people are doing better or other things are falling apart. Because if you let your outside circumstances define your inner happiness and well-being, you won't be here very long. Your body is smart. And if you tell it, you've heard this before, I'm sure of it. When the doctor says you have seven months to live, you have cancer, and you believe that, and that's all you believe, you will die in seven months. Perspective is everything. Now, I'm not saying there's not a diagnosis where, yes, sometimes you only have weeks to live. I'm not negating that. I am saying that your mind plays a huge role in how you live your life. So a letter to myself today is don't give up. There's going to be a lot of nights where I'm going to probably ask myself why I'm studying till 2 a.m. Or I wonder if I made that diagnosis correctly. Or I wonder if I'll pass the exam. I need to remind myself my why. I live to help people. Getting into medical school wasn't my goal. Becoming a doctor was not my goal, is not my goal. But my dream of a life where I wake up every day and change somebody else's life, that's a dream come true for me. Just when one person reaches out to me on Instagram or Facebook or any any platform and just says, hey, like I hear you and you've spoken to me and I'm changing my life. Like, oh my gosh, you guys don't know what that does for my heart. Trust me, I've thought about going into real estate. I've thought about going into a lot of different areas. And I'm like, none of it, none of it comes back to the core of my purpose and my being. And I feel like I'm truly a healer. So when things get tough, because things are going to get tough, it's important for me not to give up and remember my why. Remember, it is not about comparing myself to how other people are doing. It's about doing the best that I can. Because the student I spoke to today, she was like, Shauna, you, I literally feel like I'm talking to myself four years ago. You're going into this program with, you're going to do the best you can do. But ultimately, I don't want to know everything. I don't want to memorize every fun fact in medical school. That's not my goal. My goal is, and she said this too, is when I'm presented a problem that I can work through it, that I can be a really good doctor and show up for my patients. And that comes back to not being intimidated. Not being intimidated by the long road ahead of you. All day, Cam said, hi, doctor. Hi, doctor. Hi, doctor. And then at the end of the day, I uh, I went outside and he was planting some plants. And I, he said, so day one, you're going to do this? And I said, I don't back out of something that I feel so innately called to do. So there's going to be many times in your life where people are going to ask you, you really want to put your life on hold? 
until you're 35, until you're 40, whatever that is, however you want to interpret that, do what you want to do. Because to say that I'm a doctor, a physician at 38 years old or 37, whatever that looks like for me, with this cohort of people that I'm going to school with that are going to help me grow and change my life and my family's life and people that I don't even know, you can't put a timeline on that. You're still very much alive in whatever endeavor you you are in, but your choice to be alive is up to you. So yeah, am I going to be balls to the wall in textbooks? Yep. But you know what I'm also going to do? I'm going to move my body every day. I'm going to eat foods that make me feel good and I'm going to get sleep. So think about that. How are you living your life today? And if today was your last day, the very last moment of your life, would you wish you would have done something different? Because going back to the girl who passed away so young, I spoke to her significant other on the phone. And when he cried, I cried. And he said, Shauna, but you know, she was so happy. Her business was thriving. She, her and her family were doing amazing. She was so happy with where she was at. I can bet you any amount of money that that girl lived fully in those 28 years, more than some people live in 95. Does it make it any better that she's gone so young? Absolutely not. But it's an awakening. Because like I said, proximity to death wakes us up. You do not have all the time you think you have to arrange life the way you want it. So when things fall apart, let them. They are no longer for you. If you're being called to do something and everybody is questioning you, shove those people aside and do it anyway. Hold gently, hold tightly to what you believe and what you want from your days. Because the moments of your life make up the hours, make up the days, make up the weeks, the months, the years. And then pretty soon, all that's left of you is the impact you made on others. I love you. I want you to have a rich, beautiful life full of acceptance, simplicity, gratitude, whatever that looks like for you. Tell people you love them. Don't hold back on your dreams and don't wait. Because if you die while you're alive and be absolutely dead, as the Japanese Zen master suggested, then you'll do whatever you want and know it's all good because nobody is here forever. I love you. Whatever your journey looks like, I know it's beautiful and it's for you. You're never alone. You can always reach out to me. Tell me your plans. Tell me how you're falling apart. I'm here for you. I love you so much. Drink a glass of wine. Have an extra cup of coffee. Just for me, okay? I'm here for you. Drink your water. Eat your veggies. Smile.